listening to the Jesus Joy and the Journey podcast, where we dive deep into military life and the gospel. I'm your host, Sammy, and my hope from today's episode is that you walk away with some encouragement, wisdom, and that Jesus loves you and is walking alongside you. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, and welcome to the first episode of Jesus Joy in the Journey. I'm here with my friend, Sarah. Sarah, I'm so glad to have you here for the first episode. There's no one that I could think that would be better for our first episode. So I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell a little bit about yourself. Woohoo! Thanks for having me, Sammy. I feel feel so official. I feel like we're on the radio. So I'm Sarah. I just graduated college from Point Loma Nazarene University in San Diego. So it's a small school. But me and my fiance, Austin, have been together for three and a half years. And he has been in the military for our entire relationship. So he's an infantry mortarman. And yeah, he's based on Camp Pendleton. It's been lots of ups and downs. <laughs> yeah. But we're we're still going. We're getting married next year. So Yes. Yay. <laughs> so exciting. I'd love to talk about what it's like for you to be a military girlfriend and now fiance and what that journey's been like. Of course, there's probably been a lot of really fun and exciting moments, but hard moments too. And yeah, what that experience has been like for you. Yeah. So Austin enlisted right after we met. 2019 he enlisted and then in 2020 he went to boot camp which was crazy with COVID and stuff and that was the year we met yeah and off the bat it was long distance so we dated for about a month and a half or two months and it was pretty from from the get-go we were like this is pretty pretty real um from the start and we're like okay we either have to jump in or we have to say bye so we decided together to make that jump and I went off to camp and then he went off to boot camp. So I worked in <laughs> Rainbow Trail for a summer and then he started his military journey. So from the start, it was a lot, it felt a lot more intense than just like a new relationship because we started long distance. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you feel like being at camp helped with that since you were so busy or was it just as hard? Definitely. It definitely helped, especially with everything that was going on with COVID and stuff, the shutdown and the fact that we were able to still be at camp and be safe. And I, yeah, at first didn't want to go to camp because I was like, oh, then I could have a month more with Austin. But yeah, ultimately, like I I was so glad that I came and did that because that just allowed me to be surrounded. Still are some of my best friends and some of the greatest people ever. If I hadn't been busy, if I had just said, let's do that extra month more than I would have I would have dropped off the face of the earth probably when Austin left it wouldn't have been healthy so yeah um, I was so so grateful for that experience for sure yeah no definitely I think just that support system too I remember too when we were I think it was maybe when he just left for camp or something we were writing a bunch of letters to him that was so sweet (laughs) yep we wrote letters to him while he was in quarantine in the hotel (laughs) waiting to be cleared for boot camp so he just had to live in a hotel room for two weeks straight to wait for COVID symptoms to show up or not so that was crazy crazy time to start life that was the beginning so (laughs) that's crazy yeah that's crazy okay so then you went home from camp and started school Mm -hmm. right started school back up yeah like what was that like was 
he's yeah, still in training. Yeah. Oh gosh. This is like the whole story. So went back home to Colorado uh, to live with my family because Point Loma was shut down at the time. So they weren't allowing students to stay on campus. And I didn't, I, I didn't, I couldn't afford to stay like off campus just because San Diego's pricey. So I was living with my parents at home and doing school online. So everything was on Zoom. And that was really hard because I don't have a lot of friends that are from my hometown. So that was super tough to go from summer being all surrounded by friends and then not really having a ton of people around. My brother was living in Georgia at the time too. So he's like my one my one support other I mean I love my parents and they're awesome but I feel like when you're young and it's different you want the yeah. siblings or the friends you know so yeah that was that was a hard time but ended up in I think it was like October or maybe like late September they opened it back up for 25 percent capacity of students okay. could go back to campus so I went back to campus and literally the main reason I went back was just to surround myself with people again um, mm-hmm. because I knew a lot of my friends were nursing students, are nursing students. Well, now they've graduated, but you know. So they're in the program that they had to be in person to do their clinical stuff. So they were going back and I was like, okay, I'll have some people around and then I'll be able to be in just a, like in an environment where other people were doing the same thing that I was. So it was a little less isolating, still a really weird time. And Austin was still in training at that time. So he was in boot okay. camp. And then got out, I think, beginning of November. And then okay. because it was still COVID time, I didn't get to see him. He was stuck in infantry school until January. So oh, we wow. thought we, I thought he was going to be able to come home for Christmas. And so I would see him in Colorado. But he didn't end up being allowed to have leave because of COVID. So they were trying to contain it as best as they could, which... It was just a mess. I can't imagine the decision that they had to make because it just really screwed over a lot of people. I couldn't see their families for so long. So Austin was in the in infantry school during Christmas. And that was super hard because, of course, he missed his family and we missed him. That was a weird time because it would be like one week we thought he was going to be able to come home and then the next week. okay, no. And then the next week, it was just a lot of uncertainty. And yeah, that was a really a big time when both of us were like we need an end in sight we hadn't seen each other at that point since uh since July so yeah yeah that's a long time that was a long time yeah I think continually trying to be around friends and people that lifted me up and were able to be like okay Austin is going through what he's going through and you're going through what you're going through and just trying to have our separate lives happening at the same time while still trying to support each other which is so much easier said than done showing up for each other in ways that we could calling and texting and trying to be connected in in some way but honestly some parts of it you just gotta hold your breath through (laughs) because it just sucks and acknowledging that it sucks is a big is a big piece yeah, no, that's so good. Giving yourself the grace to feel what you're going through and just feel that hard, the hardness in it. So then once once after that was done, we got to see each other. We came back to San Diego and got some leave to go home in the spring. 
that was the first time I got to see him that kind of felt like the start of a new chapter because it was like okay now he's stationed at Camp Pendleton which is like an hour north of where I was living in San Diego for school and so that was like okay now we get weekends that's huge the fact that I get to see you on a weekly basis like that was a huge development and a huge step forward we felt which is crazy to talk to people in not military relationships and be like oh my gosh like I get to see my boyfriend on weekends and they're like what like I I I don't remember the last time I haven't spent the day with my boyfriend or whatever you know yeah so it's just such a different perspective on relationships I think when when something starts out like that which I think is is hard to talk to other people about and to have them get it because it you just don't get it unless you've you've done yes. something like that or if you know someone that I, that was one of the hardest parts for me and I know we've talked about that too people just don't get it and they yeah. they try to relate their experiences with long distance to military and it's just not the same yeah and that's kind of them for <laughs> trying to empathize but it's yeah. like it's you just don't get it and that's okay yeah. and I think that's why it's so important like what you're doing is connecting people who are going through similar things and of course like military spouse to military spouse it's not going to be the same yes definitely it's just such a culture and such a community around that shared experience that you have to talk about it or else everyone's going to feel like they're on their own little island so yeah yeah so okay two questions with that first is did you have people that were going through that same thing as you anyone in his squadron or anything that you could lean on for support or did you feel like a lot of your friends just didn't get it Mm, no I didn't know anyone at the time that was a military in a relationship with anyone in the military so it was it that was I think one of the toughest parts is like I my friends are like my family and I love them and they're incredibly supportive they just are my family there's only so much that they can talk you through you know and so that I think for me therapy has always been something that is helpful along with meds (laughs) because I'm so like I'm an anxious girl like and struggle so much with mental health and through college and especially with my relationship with Austin and the ups and downs with that like those two things together therapy and medication for me has been so helpful and talking through things it's just helpful to get that outside perspective yeah I love that no a therapy is definitely something we all need (laughs) okay you talked about people just not getting it it's okay if you don't have anything but was there anything that you said way you explained it or just things to say for them to help them understand yeah I don't know I don't know if I have a good answer for it but that's okay I feel like I think um Having people close to you that you're not afraid to be super vulnerable with is really important. I think that's what I'm most grateful for in in my friends is that like, okay, they don't they don't understand the exact situation that I'm in. But the fact that I know that I can go and tell them, hey, I'm really having a hard day today because of whatever reason, whether it's I miss Austin or I don't feel connected to him because we haven't seen each other in this long or it could be a million reasons because he didn't text me back right away or whatever you know I feel like that's important to just have that space 
Was there anything else? Any other tangible things that really just help you get through that? Yeah. So he went on one deployment during his okay. contract. His contract is up next summer, but his last and only deployment was from May of last year to November of last year, okay. which is crazy now that we're going in October of this year. So that's nuts. But <laughs> um, yeah, so that was like all of last summer, basically into the fall. And that was that was a really that was a rocky time too because I moved home from California. I moved back home to Colorado over the summer to do an, a graphic design internship, and the graphic design internship fell through. And mm-hmm. so the company was going; it was splitting up. So I had a few weeks where I didn't know if I was going to have an internship to get any experience for a job. And then I I was also studying abroad, and so that was a really big privilege and a lot of fun but it was super intense we're yeah to like six cities or something and so it was a lot of traveling for three weeks of the summer in the beginning right after Austin left so it was like I was Austin left I moved home and then I went to Europe and then I came back and then I started an internship after I had ended up not being able to do the internship at the first company I found another one through my dad's friends so I interned at a church, but so I was back home again. Austin was gone again. It felt very similar to what I had felt earlier. That was really tough. It was the lowest I've probably been to the point of suicidal ideation stuff. And so that was honestly a big wake up call to me. This is more than what therapy can help me with. And more than even the meds that I'm taking can help me with. So this was a time where I really needed to lean on something bigger than myself. I struggle a lot with talking about Jesus and God. It's something I think I'll always have doubts about. But I think, honestly, I started running last summer and training for a half marathon. And I think those runs really helped me get a sense of rhythm back in my life. No matter what this day feels like, I know I can go on a run. Mm-hmm. Which was a was, was a privilege to be able to say that, but I can go on a run and it doesn't matter what the run looks like. I think having that consistency yeah. and some sort of stability helped me feel, okay, God is still here even yes. in, yeah. in, this, in this hot mess. So, yeah. No, yeah. that's good. Yeah. I love that consistency of running and knowing with that too, the Lord is consistent. And even when yep. we feel far away from him his love is the same for us I love that that's so good how do you feel from then until now a little bit over a year how your relationship with the Lord has grown um so in the fall when I went back to school I started going to this group called Alpha I don't know if you've heard of it but it's this group that's for non-Christian people so non-believers that are trying to just learn more about what is the bigger picture in life why are we here all the big questions philosophically Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so it was a cool space that my church was or the church I should say the church that my friends go to because I am irregular with church but so my friend invited me she was like I think this would be good this was in the fall so this was after kind of the tough summer mm-hmm. so I started going we would watch a video and then there would be a question and I think the first question what is God or who is God and so it'd be super open-ended there wouldn't be 
anyone telling you what the right answer is or whatever. It would just be a group of people and you'd sit with the same group of people every week. A extended small group, but for people who have a lot of doubts or are new mm-hmm. to Christianity or want to learn more. And so I think going going through that really helped me because I had a lot of questions and lots of frustrations and a lot of restlessness with God. And that created a space where I could have those questions and not feel like I was saying the wrong thing or not feel like, oh, like because I don't understand or don't have all of the answers, then I I can't go to church or whatever. That group really helped me see that the whole point of having faith and leaning on God and having a relationship with God is always growing and it's always changing. That's something that I still continually need to remind myself of. Just because you don't have it all figured out does not mean that you can't come to God and have a relationship with God. So I think that's a big, a big thing for me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that you had that group and the space to ask those questions and grow in that. I think that's something sometimes Christian communities lack of the freedom Mm -hmm. of being able to just ask questions and not feel stupid or feel like you're asking the wrong things. And so, yeah, I love that so much. Totally. Yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? I think people just need to find what works for you to help you cope with difficult stuff. It doesn't even have to pertain to life in the military or your military spouse or long distance. Just coping with life (laughs) when it hits you really hard to find those things that are helpful and positive and things that you can do to give yourself a break or to grow yourself in ways for me that's making art and for me that's Mm -hmm. running and working out and being with friends intentionally especially when I don't want to because I have a tendency to isolate and so doing those things that help you in a positive way yeah that's something that's something that anyone can do and you know those things that fill your cup that's so good I love that finding those things when you're in a good season but then if you know you're going into a hard season with deployment or whatever it Mm -hmm. is in life finding ways you keep doing those things when you don't want to do them and exactly make them breathing not a chore you know yeah breath work honestly has been huge for me YouTube has videos that you follow, inhale, exhale. Anxiety for yeah. me is super physical. I'll just start hyperventilating or whatever when panic attacks come on. If I can get to the space where I'm like, okay, I need to do this, then then that helps. Once yeah. I do it, it's just about getting there. But I think journaling helps. Running, it's a combination of yeah. a lot of things, but it all adds up. All the little things add up. Yeah, Definitely. I love that. That's so good. Okay, well, we're going to wrap up with the last question is, what is one piece of advice you tell your younger self when you first started dating Austin? Just that it's worth it. One doubt, especially in the beginning, would keep going back to is that what if we're doing the wrong thing? Like, this does not feel good. Like, I think when we, especially when you're starting a new relationship, you're like, oh, it's supposed to feel so good all the time, which it doesn't. That's not real. So I'm trusting in the fact that he's my best friend and that I know that he's a good person and someone that I know I can count on and I know he, he will continue to show up for me and that I'll show up for him and taking that and being like yes this is hard but you can do this yeah yeah so. oh that's so good I love that 
Okay, well, thank you. How can the listeners find you on Instagram and social media? Sarah Hess Art. Yeah, I do murals and illustrations. Yeah, send me a DM. <laughs> Hit that yes. follow button. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely make sure to follow her. Her art is amazing and just so inspiring and definitely just reaches into mental health and just giving yourself hope so yeah thank you for being on our podcast it was so fun to have you and just such an honor to have you on the first episode and just all your vulnerability and rawness so thank you of course if you related to today's episode or gained some encouragement make sure to follow us on instagram at journey for updates on the podcast and more encouragement Remember that everyone's story is unique and is filled with different circumstances. Today's episode was unique to our guests, just like how your story is unique. The enemy wants you to fall into comparison, but remember because of the cross, we get to be freed from the lie of comparison, and we get to live out the story that Jesus has designed for us. Friend, you are not alone in whatever you are walking through. My DMs are always open if you need someone to talk to. See you on the next episode of Jesus Joy in the Journey.